0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at wgnsradio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m.,
1: the signal's clear. Our favorite host
2: is in the chair,
0: the
1: Truman Show
2: My name is Mary Edith Martin McFarland and I love Adam's Place.
1: Nobody wants to leave their home. You know, I'll miss my house and yard and that's why Adam's Place is wonderful for me. I feel safe. And I feel cared for if I were to fall somebody there to help you out and get you to help. You know who that that's is. That's why Adam's Place is wonderful for me, I feel that's safe. Mary Edith.
2: And I Mary love Edith. Adam's Place. Once again, let's try Truman. Are you there?
3: I, we are here. Zane Cantrell is here. And I just uh, I couldn't wait to come on. But we were on, involved in conversation, and I hope you weren't listening to us. Would that be possible?
4: No, we were listening. Everybody was listening.
3: They were listening to us uh, talk about uh, – our po- our political beliefs.
4: <laughs> yeah, we were hoping that you would share
1: other things.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you remember
1: microphones are dangerous.
3: Well, this one is. I can tell you that one. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I am so Truman glad Jones to have. Jones. Hey, uh, the star the, of
4: stage, screen, and television, Truman Johns.
3: Hey, you had my uh, cousin's name on this morning, Angie Clineau.
4: Oh yeah, she won Her the birthday, birthday today. The
3: yeah, pudding. I was I was glad to hear that. You did well.
1: Twenty nine,
3: right? Uh, just barely hitting thirty.
1: Oh, just that's barely. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, later, definitely.
3: Yeah, she's such a sweet lady.
1: Well, I think I can talk to Zane a while now. Uh, Zane, welcome in. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Good morning, Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. We're here.
3: You're talking like just like you're in the classroom looking at your students again. <laughs> Do you miss those days?
1: Say that again.
3: Do you miss the days you were
1: in the classroom? No, I don't. I got out at a good time, and I'm glad I'm out of it. Uh,
3: you actually escaped.
1: Yes, I guess so. You yeah. can say that. I,
3: I feel so sorry for the teachers uh, in today's time. They've got a lot on their plates, and they need more and more support. From Washington and Nashville and all that, uh, give them the ability to keep their classrooms safe and without any um, things going on. Uh, Any interference. Yeah. I I, I wish that was going on, and I wish they could teach the things that you guys used to teach back years ago.
1: And uh, the world would be a whole lot better. Yeah. All right. We we have so much uh, of a problem with the yeah. virus that's hitting the classrooms. It's not just the kids either. It's the teachers. Yeah. It's the sports, support staff. And, and it's really difficult to carry on a complete day when you have so many people that are getting sick with it. They have to quarantine. And we still have a lot of people that are dying of the virus. Yeah,
3: yeah although this particular virus is not as dangerous as the one that we had prior to this one. So um, well, yeah, it's more like a head cold. <laughs> if you've had it, I've had it again, and I don't know what it is, but I had the, initially the first virus, and it really didn't bother me that yeah. much. I, I, in fact, I didn't even know I had it, but I had been around a lot of people. So this one ended up the same way, only I thought I had a head cold. Yeah. And it wasn't any worse. In fact, I don't think it was as bad as a head cold that I would usually get. So um, it's strange how, you know, being a teacher, and you've probably taught science and all those other things, uh, each person is different. mm -hmm. Uh, They're not the same. And that's one of the more difficult things, I, I guess, when you're trying to find defenses for all types of diseases. None of us are alike. So we're all going to be different, and that's the thing that bothers me about um, uh, the the quarantine and everything like that because so many people build up a resistance to diseases that other people will not. So it, it, it's hard to manage that when you're having to do it um just pretty much across the board, everybody has to follow certain guidelines. And uh, um, I'm one of these people that I believe in. when they gave us our freedom, we have the freedoms of choice and things like that. So, I, I, of course, I, I can't make mandates or anything like that. I'm just giving my opinion <laughs> yeah. about things. Well, and I, that's worth about two cents, <laughs> I, I think.
1: Truman, I see that like uh, when they talk about minor surgery. Mm -hmm. Minor surgery is surgery on somebody else instead of you. Uh, Minor symptoms are on somebody else instead of you. Who wants to be sick for three or four days or a week in the bed with a a cold quarantine? If it makes
3: me have a resistance
1: against it, I don't mind it. Well, then people who, uh, who have supposedly that resistance keep catching it. So that's another problem that we see. But anyway, the best defense... But it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. The best defense is get the vaccine.
3: So you're, you're, you're like a, a, a sports person. The best defense is a great offense. Is, is
1: that what you're saying? I'm saying the best defense against this virus is to get the vaccine. If it,
3: if it was uh, across the board... I wouldn't have to worry about that. If, if everybody's body was the same, I, w- I wouldn't have any problem with that. But they're not.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, should we be debate debating in front of a classroom? Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody's ever going to win. You know that. Yeah. Well, probably. Because even the medical professions are not the same across the board. Well. And, and there's so many of the medical people uh, that have not and will not get the shots because they say it affects them differently.
1: Well, here's here's the bottom line. Oh, that's people, your bottom line, though. Yeah. People, okay. are, people that we know right here in River City are still dying with it, and there are people who have not been vaccinated.
3: So, how do you treat them different, since they're people that uh, a lot of them have already have some type of disease that could be deadly with them, as you know. And and we found out as all this information has come out that a lot of people that uh, have been blamed, they're blaming the COVID virus for their death. And when we find out there are other uh, things that are involved that were basically the main reason, why those particular people? Well, that died. sounds
1: like some of the uh, uh, things that you get off of the internet, which is not correct.
3: No, 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 no. This is not off the yeah. internet. This, yeah. I have I actually have information from some of the medical people that that's why that's what they have done.
1: Well, now Truman, I talked to the same medical people that you do, and they no, give, you did not, and they give me a different no, story. You, no, you, you did not.
3: <laughs> I, I asked them, I, I, I was talking to him. do you know Zane Cantrell? Well, I never heard of that oh, guy. Dear. Where is he from? Is he from, say, is he from Louisiana
1: or where? <laughs> I, I say, look, Truman Jones is telling all these lies about the virus. Did you give that information to him? And they say, no, we told him the truth.
3: You know, I'm going to have to worry about all this stuff you're saying about bees around here if that's actually truth. And I I'm going to have to interview some of these other experts from the bee industry to
1: say, Zane's putting out all this
3: information, and I'm not <laughs> sure it's correct.
1: Uh, well, you take 10 beekeepers and you ask them a question, you'll probably get 10 or 15 different answers. So, uh, Oh, you've got a big guy
3: coming in uh, that's after, actually, over yes. uh, all of that in the education part. Uh, who is he, and where is he from?
1: I think uh, uh, David Hale, mm-hmm. who is the uh, new president of the Tennessee Beekeepers Association, yeah. we want to get him here sometime next month. Yeah, And th- I think this should be really a, a, a good program. So I want to alert everybody. We're going to get the top uh, beekeeper in the state of Tennessee mm-hmm. here on the Truman Show. Nowhere else will you find this guy but here on the Truman show and we're going to we're going to schedule that. I've already uh, gotten approval from Truman to get David Hell here, yeah. who is the current president of the T- Tennessee Beekeeper's Association and he should be able to tell us everything that we need to know. But anyway, coming up in uh, on March the 4th and 5th, March the 4th and 5th at mm-hmm. MTSU We've been talking about this for a long time. We've got the uh, Tennessee Beekeepers Association Conference mm-hmm. right here in River City. And I think that's great accomplishment for our local beekeepers.
3: Now, now it's not going to be in River City. It's going to be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> River City is, is out west somewhere. Is that west? Yeah. Okay. Well, we yeah. like
1: to call Stones River. <laughs> also, River City, but here at MTSU, at the Student Union Building,
5: mm-hmm.
1: on uh thats a Friday and Saturday. That,
3: that's the main Student Union, given, yes. It right? is okay. the new one. Yeah,
1: it should be really a nice setup, a nice forum for everybody. Will have you a-
3: have great parking, so you you use some really strong uh, measures dealing with MTSU to have that type of parking over there. Yes.
1: We've uh, it, it's really going to be a great venue to have yeah. this. And we're going to have beekeepers from all over the state of Tennessee, and they'll be beekeepers from Kentucky, the surrounding mm-hmm. states that will be here. So uh, I think it, we're really looking forward to it. I, I would suspect we're going to have anywhere from 500 to 1,000 beekeepers to uh, come mm-hmm. in to uh, in Middle That's Tennessee. A large That's a large group. That's a large group. And a lot of them
3: will be staying here in, in oh, the Murfreesboro yeah. area.
1: Yeah. They'll be staying in our area. will be staying yeah. into motels, hotels, and uh, uh, our restaurants and so on, which will be a good economy boost for our area. And uh, I, I think that that's something that a lot of be- local beekeepers are really looking forward to because they they bring the, the latest uh, information about beekeeping, the mm-hmm. best practices, and uh, we're able to sit down with them and talk to them. We go to classes, but you're able to to uh, talk to these folks about it, ask questions, and get some good common-sense answers about it. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, I want to point out one other thing. Keith Elrod is the uh, local uh, president of the Rutherford County. His mother worked with me over there, yeah. so... Surely is a great lady. Yeah, they are, and uh, they do a wonderful job. He's yeah. uh, president of the uh, Rutherford County Beekeepers Association, and Keith will be uh, teaching a beginner's class coming mm-hmm. up this spring, early in the spring. And we have our next meeting is uh, February the seventh at seven o'clock at the Lane Ag Center. Mm-hmm. Now they will they will be limited on the number of people that can sign up for this class. Yeah. So if if you're interested, anyone, mm-hmm. I, and I have a lot of people ask me, uh, I, I, what do I need to do to get started into beekeeping, or just to determine whether I want to get into beekeeping or not? Yeah. And this is right here is a perfect way. Is take this beginner class that Keith will be teaching. And just remember, there's a limited number of uh, of, of students that they can take. Yeah. So I would advise anyone to be there Monday night and talk to them about it and see if you can't get set up. To you
3: have them. a caller on the line. Okay. Already. All caller, right. or welcome aboard with Zane Cantrell.
5: And guess who it is. Hey, Casey. <laughs> Let me tell you all something. Let's back up when you all first started, gentlemen. I can go along with just about anything, but with with church members and people, a lot of my friends, a lot of people we talk to here, where you go, stores, conversations. But come on now, people of America. Now we've been old, we're old enough to know and been there. It's only one disease out nowadays. Is that what you all tell? Us? Not you all. I'm talking about America. It's just one disease out, because all we hear about is now just everybody dying from one disease. People people, are like, come on now. Do you all believe it? It's just one disease no. out now? What about no. the other diseases?
3: Uh, it seems to be that they're pushed aside, oh, and nobody here. even recognizes them anymore. That's what
5: I'm saying. We yeah. were talking about that at choir practice, and we were just saying, wait a minute now. You, can you stump your toe?
3: Uh, I do it every day.
5: <laughs> That's all you hear about is one. Pneumonia, whooping cough, or just smoking. Uh-oh, I guess cigarettes got name now, right? I'm going to start uh, smoking cigarettes.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's it, amazing how it we focus the way we do.
5: That's yeah. right. I'm thinking they don't mention nothing about it. I'm going to start playing out on I-24. I'm going to play out in traffic.
3: Well, don't you do that, because I'll have to go over there and pick you up and get you out of the traffic.
5: <laughs> okay. But, this is, but just think, that's all we hear about. Every time you cut the news on, cut the TV on, it's the same thing. It's one, one conversation.
3: And it's on 24 hours a day.
5: Yes, sir. Come on now. Every day, every day. Are you
3: playing are you playing music now, Casey?
5: well you know reason why I am playing a little bit because that wonderful thing we're talking about shut the churches down. So now we, the churches are easing back, you know, people are slowly and yeah. don't hardly nobody come to church anymore because of guess what? You understand what I'm saying?
3: Well we're I thought our God was is...
5: powerful than that.
3: Yeah, our church uh, started doing the one where you go and, and hear the church outside in your car. Yeah, yeah, we, and,
5: did, we did too.
3: And now we're back full scale inside uh, the church. Yeah.
5: See, it just, i just I thinking, wait a minute, we used to get pneumonia. We used to get the flu. We used to get the only, I guess they just took a vacation, didn't they?
3: Yeah, and the flu is still real bad. And, of course, pneumonia has always been.
5: Uh-huh. But all we hear well, about our is this one. You know, like I say, everybody's buying these $7, $8 pack of cigarettes and having a ball, ain't
3: you? Yeah, of course. We, uh, I, the, the funny thing about it, Casey, you go over to a hospital uh-huh. and, and and sit outside waiting yeah, on I heard someone. About that. And then one will come out with the oxygen thing on them. Uh And they'll come outside so they can smoke. It's amazing. (laughs) See, that's what
5: I'm saying. I just can't can't believe that all the other diseases took a vacation.
3: But everything should be our choice. Just like those people I was talking to you about that smoke and come outside. That's their choice.
5: You are right again. You work there at the hospital, and you go (laughs) go on break. You go outside. Thing, right? yeah. Where was, I just can't take it no more.
1: <laughs> we have a lot of freedoms, don't we?
5: <laughs> yes, sir. We <laughs> have freedoms
1: to do the things that we shouldn't be doing.
5: That's right. It's just, oh, like I heard a few of us go back, this gentleman, he was a race car, no, wasn't a race car driver. he was doing something, but he had a car wreck. You know, but he was, I don't yeah. know what, how they announced it on the radio, but he, he just had a car wreck. You know, just, if it ain't one thing, it's another. I'm yeah. surprised to hear about the car wreck. Because it just yeah. is that one disease. That's all you hear about. Every news report, it's the same thing.
3: Good luck, well, people. Thank you, Casey. Yes, thank sir. Thank you for calling no, out.
1: Thank you. Appreciate your calling. All right. We we're, didn't we're, talk much about bees, but.
3: <laughs> uh bees are um, are one of the more interesting uh, creatures, creatures in the insect uh, yeah. family that uh, uh, I, I really have always been uh, so interested in them and what they mean to us as far as. Uh, our health and our uh, basically our existence, mm-hmm. and uh, it's amazing how many people Zane, in the last ten years, especially, that have gotten involved in trying to keep the bees safe and uh, in a continuous uh, uh, lifespan, although it's very very short. Mm-hmm. Bless their hearts, and uh, but they're constantly. Uh, involved in what they were uh, born to do
1: yeah they're constantly replacing themselves yeah but I am encouraged about the number of beekeepers that we keep adding here in uh, Rutherford County yeah we, we've got a large uh, beekeeper organization we have anywhere from 50 to 100 people that'll show that were showing up that's pretty before good before the virus had yeah. hit and of course, that's uh, hurt a whole lot because of uh, uh, being careful on um, spreading the virus. But anyway, the, uh, the number of beekeepers in Rutherford County is just, it's doubled in the past two or three, four years. Yeah. And uh, uh, we, we still have a lot of uh, really great beekeepers, people that know a whole lot about it. And uh, they are willing to mentor new beekeepers that come in. And that's one of the good things about this class that Keith, Keith Elrod and, uh, will be teaching. And, uh, and let me add, uh, with uh, all of the greed that's going up, the prices of everything, you know how much this class costs? It's free. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. Now there are some materials if you want to buy that uh, you can buy that, but uh, the class is absolutely free. No charge. Is that the way it is across the country? It's all this is set up that way. It is not. Keith Elrod has just been great about doing this year after year, Uh and I don't know how many years now, probably. 15, 20 years that he's been doing this does not charge a dime for mm-hmm. uh, attending this class. It is absolutely free to uh, the, and, and you don't need to be just a member of Rutherford Beekeepers Association. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a member of Tennessee Beekeepers Association. It's free to anyone who uh, wants to sign up to find mm-hmm. out if they are uh, have. have uh, want to get into beekeeping
3: what's the financial uh, cost as far as setting up um, just for each particular beehive
1: well if you want to go out and buy everything new it Uh. is quite expensive but like uh, for example if I know a beekeeper wants to set up a couple hives I will help him and I will Mm -hmm. give him some equipment yeah. to do that so it would cost him nothing whatsoever person yeah. to do that it will cost time and effort work to take care of them but i i mean and there are a lot of other beekeepers who would be willing to do the same thing mm-hmm. for someone who wants to get involved and to do uh get into beekeeping mm-hmm. i know i've helped several people uh, catch swarms i've also given them uh Uh, bee bee equipment. Tell
3: everybody what a swarm is.
1: Yes well a swarm is where you have uh, (laughs) you have bees out here that are working all of a sudden and and especially in the spring they decide well we've got too many bees here so we need to make another hive and let's let's just keep uh, the bees going you know so we'll take One queen and half of them, and we'll leave and find a new home.
3: Now, whose responsibility is for that coup to be set up?
1: uh who's responsible for what
3: yeah which which type of bee is responsible for all right we're gonna we're gonna leave this particular group and we're gonna make our own
1: well that's one of the real questions do does the queen follow the bees or the bees follow the queen they all seem to get up and leave at the same time and i suspect uh, the bees, if they left and they didn't have a queen with them, they would go right back to the hive. I've seen that happen. Okay. Uh, they get restless and want to divide uh, to propagate the species. Uh, then then they, they, they take off, off and they'll light over here or fly around. Hey, we don't have a queen.
3: And their lifespan is so short anyway. Yeah. So they'll go right
1: back to the hive yeah. and say, all right, where's the queen? Now, I mean, this is how we would see it. But that, that's still... Do the
3: other bees ex- accept them
1: back in? Yes. Oh, so, yeah. That's where they came from. Now, they couldn't go back to a different hive. They'd have to go back to the same one. Yeah. And they'd say, uh, they'd look around, and then they'd find that queen and see why the queen's not flying with them. Then they'd take off again with the queen. And that's uh, that's pretty much. How
3: what. well does the queen fly? Because the, she is huge. Yeah, but compared s- to the others. Yeah, a
1: young queen that way will will be small and be able to fly pretty well, uh-huh. and uh, so the, that shouldn't be a problem. But the only problem is is if they start out too quick after the queen has uh, come out of of her uh, uh, hive that uh, we, we don't want her to come out too soon. Now, that could be a problem. Yeah. But they, they want those wings to spread out and to grow and to feel strong to be able to fly to wherever they need to. But just remember, when they first come out, if the queen uh, is ready, they'll, they will probably light very close to where the hive is. And they'll okay. form a big ball. And they'll send out scouts. They send out scouts to find a new home. Now, that's it's very critical at that point that the beekeeper gets there and catches them before they leave, gets them in a box. And then when they... How uh, do you know? How do I know?
3: That they're getting ready to leave.
1: Well, th- because when they send out scouts, the scouts will come back. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, and they'll do their little dance and tell them where the the new home could be it could be a hollow tree it could be mm-hmm. in somebody's house, could be any place like that. But you well, know, would they be looking for warmth this time of year? No. Well, it's too early, and we're talking about April or May. Oh, okay. Yeah, April or May. They're not going to be swarming this time of the year. No, you're absolutely right. How,
3: how is this cold weather affecting them? Well, now? the
1: cold weather doesn't hurt them. What happens? Now, this is critical. What happens is it gets warm. It gets mm-hmm. these warm days, 50, 60 degrees, and the bees come out. They come out of the hive, mm-hmm. and they, they think, well, we're gonna go out here, and we're gonna find our nectar, and then we're gonna come back and start building our comb. Mm-hmm. But they come, go out, and they can't, they're, they're using all that energy, and they can't find any nectar anywhere, so they yeah. come back and they start eating their honey that they have. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really critical that they have mm-hmm. enough honey or you have something to feed them yeah. until nectar starts rising. So that is a critical point. You have all this cold weather. Cold weather keeps them in, keeps them hunkered down, mm-hmm. and they're not using a lot of energy. So they live longer, and they don't eat as much honey when they're not flying. So it's not the cold weather that's going to hurt them. But it's that warm weather. Then it turns cold again, or rainy again, and then they they don't have enough to eat that's uh, stored away in their hive. So beekeepers have to be careful in the fall of the year to make sure that you don't pull too much honey from uh, from your bees in order to survive through the summertime.
3: And basically, what that means is when they're active from April. On as as it gets warmer and there's more nectar out there, um, they work themselves to death, getting getting everything ready as the uh, time goes on for them, that's because, right. which is very short.
1: That's a, that's exactly right. Uh, when uh, when the warm weather the spring comes up, they're they're out at sun up and work to sundown. Uh, uh, you can imagine that your bees are gonna last, your workers will last about anywhere from 30 to 60 days. That's it, that's our lifespan.
3: That's sad.
1: Yeah, but the queen is constantly laying eggs. She's mm-hmm. got a good queen to lay anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500 eggs a day. And so they hatch mm-hmm. out and they replace the ones that are dying off. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's just part of the process. Uh,
3: The queen really needs to send a message over to England where they have (laughs) Queen Elizabeth, who's in her 90s, uh, which is amazing, upper 90s. And they've been blessed to have her on. She's done a great job. I'm just messing with that. I did want (laughs) to mention her at the time. But uh, the bees are one of the more interesting, maybe the most interesting of all the insect species. They're they, they just totally amazing.
1: Yeah, this spring, when, when the uh, nectar starts rising, uh, the uh, bees go out, of course, mm-hmm. to the nectar, and uh, they're foragers, they're foraging, and they come back to the hive, and they tell uh, other forgers out there who may not been as uh, lucky as uh, the ones that went out. They tell mm-hmm. them where it is, the direction, how far mm-hmm. it is. The bee doesn't waste any energy. Mm-hmm. When they come out of the hive, they go up, and they go straight to where the bees said the most nectar would be located. Yeah. Now, that is amazing. You and I have to have a telephone, don't we, yeah. to get where we need to go. Uh, no, I've got to we'll, have and,
3: gas to put it in my car.
1: Yeah, and so uh, sometimes we waste a lot of energy getting lost, but the bee doesn't. The bee, honeybee, doesn't get lost. He comes out. He goes exactly where he's been told that it is, and the direction, and everything. You know.
3: Now, now does this bad winter that we've got now will this delay spring coming in and and having the nectar that the bee Is going to need to survive?
1: I don't think so uh, because it's been my observation that uh, so much of the many of the maple trees will uh, start giving off sap early from Mm. the winter and the bees really get on that and they get a lot of maple sap from those trees so you know I don't think it's going to have much of an effect on it. The big effect it's going to have I think is uh, so many of the insects that are in the ground and mosquitoes and that sort of thing. We're going to do away with a lot of them with this. uh, Thank goodness. Yeah, with this strong winter that we're having this year. And the by the way, the winter is not over. They're telling us that this Friday we're still going to have some snow. And you take as cold as it is today, bees are not flying. Mm -hmm. They won't be flying tomorrow and they won't be flying Friday. So uh, to me, that's a good sign. They're gonna, I wanna keep them in there, in in their uh, cluster inside that hive until it really starts getting warm this spring. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at like April, it's gonna Mm -hmm. really start warming up in April. And then you're gonna see nectar start flowing and you're going to see the bees out there. Uh, and and a lot of people have planted uh, flowers early. It's right now is the time to start planting. By the way, your flower, getting your flower gardens ready, uh, getting seeds uh, that you, you think
3: buttercups are going to be early this well, year. Well, you
1: see, buttercups are already out.
3: Yeah, and then they get and then they die.
1: Yeah, but they yeah. they they haven't so far. They just keep on going up. Uh, you see buttercups all over this town. And I think it's early, too. They think that spring's already here, but it isn't. And they're going to get a lot of uh, cold weather on them. But it doesn't seem to hurt the buttercups.
3: So you really can't. Things change each year, as we know. Yeah. And sometimes uh, winter is a lot colder. Uh, We have more um, uh, precipitation. Um, I, I, I don't think that I've ever seen weather change as it has, as it has done in the last yeah. uh, five or six years. It, it just seems like you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's changing? Well, I can tell you it's not global warming. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's take
0: a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> From NHC's Adams Place, Home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If you want to get some barbecue, i tell you how to do it. Head for
3: the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue, slick pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick pig.
4: 1920 East Main in Murfreesboro, 1303 Plaza Drive in Smurf. It's the best.
1: Hey, bargain hunters, listen up. This is Rodney French from French's Shoes and Boots. If bargain
2: prizes is what you want, come to French's and shop our everyday bargain racks. These shoes and boots are out of the boxes and are always 50 to 90% off the regular retail prices. Shoe brands like Colhan, Joseph Saibel, Clark's, Nike, and more. Boot brands like Justin, Ariat, Corral, Chippewa, Dan Post, and many more. Out of the box, but 50 to 90% off every day. That's French's Shoes and Boots. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone these days, but do your homework and be sure you go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. There are many reasons why. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just testosterone. They determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether or not you're a candidate to Low T or something else like thyroid or even sleep apnea. Their annual health assessment is typically Completely covered by most health insurance and is thorough, checking everything from PSA, which is your prostate levels, thyroid, liver, kidney functions, cholesterol, glucose, and more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitored self-inject treatment that ships to your home. Make your health a priority this year and schedule your annual health assessment today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to lowtcenter.com to book your appointment. To Today, Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care.
0: Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. City of Murfreesboro and Middle Tennessee Electric
4: continue to research the idea of a proposed land swap. Amy Byers with Middle Tennessee Electric told News Radio WGNs. Right now, what we're doing is just
5: working up all the legal documents so that the due diligence process can, you know, formally begin, and then we will really begin to look at what it would take to see this done before we can actually do that swap. We are working with the city on this, and we're ready. You know, we're all looking forward to the next steps to, to get this done, but it's just a slow
4: going process. The utility provider originally planned to use their previously purchased land on Veterans Parkway to build a new headquarters office. But the property owned by the city of Murfreesboro near the I-840 Veterans Parkway interchange looks to be better suited for Middle Tennessee Electric. Plainview Elementary has been chosen as the Tennessee School Board Association 2021 School of the Year. The award recognizes the school for its excellence in design. Plainview Principal Dr. Mark Gognier accepted the award in November at the Gaylord Opera Land Resort and Convention Center. He said the building, quote, gets kids excited and says it doesn't feel so much like an institution. The elementary school opened in August of 2021 as the 50th Rutherford County school. The Robertson County Sheriff's Office deputy found dead in her home was shot multiple times. Savannah Bucket was found with gunshot wounds to her head and torso inside her burning Springfield area home Sunday night. A Smyrna man, described as an acquaintance, has been charged with her murder. An arrest affidavit for James Conn says his fingerprints were found on empty lighter fluid bottles inside the home. Follow us on Twitter at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron
0: Jordan reporting.
2: Hollywood comes to Murfreesboro with Ricky Burchell's new film, One More Dream. Javon William Films, in association with Kendall Gray Productions, Kaiba Films, and B4 Entertainment present this coming-of-age movie set in modern America. Filmed in Murfreesboro, One More Dream, come to this one-time red carpet event at Premier Six Movie Theater before the movie hits theaters nationwide. Friday, January 28th at Premier Six Movie Theater. Purchase tickets at
0: murfreesboromovies.com. Here at Bugs Tire, we make buying mission. Michelin tires Simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Buds Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Buds Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at budstirepros.tn.com. Good neighbor
2: weather. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon with a high in the mid 30s, north winds of five to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies alone, near 16. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 21.
0: on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And
3: welcome back to Zane Cantor. You know, Zane, we've been talking about the bees pretty much uh, most of the the time we've been on the air. But you have the real uh, experts, not that you're not an expert, which you are, but but you're gonna have a uh, special meeting uh, over at MTSU, and we need to cover that because uh, is that open only for the beekeeper members, or uh, could other people attend? Other
1: other people can can't attend. You yeah. don't have to be a member of the TBA. You just get a like five dollars difference in the registration. Mm-hmm. Registration's not very much. It's $35, $40 for the whole session. So, you know, nobody's making a lot of money on it, just trying to break even, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a member, you can go over there and register. You don't have to register ahead of time. But if you want to register ahead of time, go, go in on Tennessee Beekeepers Association website, yeah. and it'll bring you up a registration form. And you can register ahead of time. If you're not sure, uh, like, you're not sure whether you could come Friday or Saturday, you could come, like, Saturday. If you're Mm. off on Saturday and working, you can't get off on Friday, you could come on Saturday. And, And on the day of, you could come in and register. So we're making that as easy as we possibly can for anybody who is interested in it. Now, we don't know if we'll have this back again any other time. Uh, over the years, it's been in Cookville at the Ag Center in Cookville. So, this is the first time that they've tried to go somewhere else. And uh, this, uh, I mean, it's uh, really nice to have them here in Murfreesboro. So, it's, it's really a chance for all beekeepers, all people who are interested in beekeeping, to come on out and go to these uh, conferences. And uh, so, so many of the classes, they have classes of the morning and the afternoon, and they, mm-hmm. the ta- they in other words, a class doesn't last but an hour at a time, yeah. and you go to another one. so you don't get bored and you can choose. Whatever class you want to go to, whatever you're interested in. If you're interested in raising queens, they'll have a class on queens. Mm-hmm. If you're ra- interested in catching swarms, they'll have a class on swarms. The 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 uh, all of the the. Uh, viruses that uh, bees get besides, you know, we're not the only ones that get viruses, so do bees. So there there are methods, by the way, that you can treat bees for these various uh, viruses and conditions that they have. And they have classes for that and teach you how to do it so it's it, in the, i'm just mentioning a few of them and you can go on the website and you can see all of the different classes that they will have and the different speakers that will be coming in we've got speakers coming in from universities uh from large uh operations of mm-hmm. beekeeping i mean we've got some really good speakers that are coming in i don't know all of them but uh, re- you remember last fall, we had all of them set up, and it was yeah. really uh, an impressive group that we had. I hope they will be able to come back uh, to uh, do that. But anyway, that's a good point. You do not have to be a member of anything to be able to attend.
3: You know, being at MTSU, there as we know, there are a lot of students at MTSU and if if they wanted to select you know something that they might want for their particular class they could actually come over there the students could and um, uh, be part of the learning process which i would think that would be pretty special
1: it would it really would be and uh, there There are so many different activities that are going on Mm -hmm. that I think students uh, at MTSU would really enjoy. This is spring break for MTSU, so that should not be a problem of parking whatsoever. So everybody should be able to get pretty close to the uh, student union building, and students should not have a problem. Dr. McPhee has really been nice to work with the Tennessee Beekeepers Association to set, set this up. We want to uh, acknowledge his corporation, and uh, uh, I think uh, that, that's been really a, a great part of this, is having corporation from MTSU to see that this is uh, taking place.
3: What will be the participation numbers from the one here in Murfreesboro?
1: I think uh, just from what I'm hearing, very few beekeepers would want to stay away from it. Almost every one of them. uh, The Rutherford Beekeepers Association will certainly take this opportunity to just drive over to MTSU campus and uh, participate. Are
3: many of them going to be part of having it set up and – and um, being able to relate to the others, what's going on in our we community. will
1: have a few, but we won't have have that many because most of them want to go to the different classes yeah. and the different activities themselves and themselves instead of having something. I think uh, Keith will probably teach uh, a class uh, during that time. He did. Uh, he was scheduled to do that in the spring, and he probably, I have not heard for sure, but he would probably will go ahead and do that for the Tennessee Beekeepers Association.
3: Keith has been very active in the Beekeepers Association, hasn't he? Yes, he has. For a
1: long time. For hes He was the charter, he's one of the charter members mm-hmm. of the, Running for Beekeepers Association, got it started. Continuing. When
3: was it uh, first set up? You know,
1: (laughs) I was uh, talking about that. It's been about 20, 25 years now. That's unbelievable. Yes, it is. And uh, we, it started out with maybe five to 10 people, and it's just grown leaps and bounds in the last few years that just so many people that are interested in and i might also point out too there will be things about pollinators not just bees as well pollinators out there the butterflies we in and, and the plants and the, i don't
3: think of them as pollinators i don't know why
1: yeah they are and uh of course uh point out nothing pollinates like honeybees right okay but there are a lot of other pollinators out there bumblebees all kinds of other little bees that uh, are out there mm-hmm. and insects and even some uh, animals that go that uh, kind of brush across uh, uh, something and pollinate it yeah that, that just happens and even the wind blows and pollinates so yeah uh, but uh, just to point out, this is a time of the year if you want to plant plants and seeds that will attract pollinators—not just uh, just bees, but also butterflies, beautiful butterflies. Now's the time to do it. Get your beds ready. Get your seeds planted. Uh, hummingbirds, for example, will come to to many of these plants that yeah. that we. Put out in our backyard, and and Truman, as you, I think you would confirm this. The best place to go right now to talk to people of what are the best pollinator seeds is go down to Hooper's. Yeah. See the guys down there. I mean, it's they like, are great.
3: They really yes, are. they
1: are. They really good. good. And they've got everything that you would need. If you, if you have a seed that you want to plant and they don't have it there, they'll order it for you. They'll get it there within a week or so. So go down there and see those folks, and, they, and they'll help you to do that. I noticed uh, Dr. Williams, a vet, Dr. Williams, his wife was in there earlier this week, and she was getting bird seed. Oh, wow. Plant to well, sell. they need them right yeah. now. Yeah, they need them right now. So if yeah. you need bird seed, that'd be a great place to go pick those up. And they've got the seed that birds really need to eat this time of the year. Yeah. So uh, uh, just, just as a reminder, I'm not uh, adding anything to it. I mean, it's a great place if you want to get pollinator seed and get it planted this time of the year is what you need to do you don't need to wait you need to get this now and especially before the prices go up (laughs) all prices seem this time of the year seem to be going up uh, from automobiles to uh, to televisions to even fountain pens the cost of it you go to a restaurant now and the cost of it has gone up if you notice Uh, So right now is the time, folks, to get the seed that you need, plants that you need, get your order in, get your fertilizer, and go to Hooper's and get it done before the prices go up.
3: I'm uh, glad you mentioned that because there's always been an attraction at Hooper's. And we have lost a big swarm at Hooper's because... uh, Think of I, I'm thinking about all the people from Old Murfreesboro that have gone into Hoopers for years and years and years, and some of my best friends I've lost over the last three or four years, and it really bothers me. Yeah. And we we. Uh, uh it's one of those places it just always has a major attraction for Pete for people to come in Mm -hmm. and 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 visit what I call old Murfreesboro Mm -hmm. and you can trust those people and they always will take care of you no matter what the situation is and and uh, in in this day and time, we always had somebody would come in, light the fireplace and, and, and just get the conversation going. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about a place that, uh, um, if if that place is ever gone in the next 20, 30, 40 years, it's going to be missed. It'd be just like missing the courthouse, you might say.
1: And so many of those folks that you were talking about were old time farmers. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there's still a few of them around, a few that come in down there and still participate. Uh, you know, Joe Frazel was talking to me the other day about uh, plants that would attract honeybees and mm-hmm. other pollinators, and he really, he gave me a list of them. Uh, and I, I looked over this list, and almost everything that's, uh, that he has, and, and Joe is there, by the way, usually from 7 till 9 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and Joe is an expert on uh, the seeds that need to be planted this time of the year, and uh, you might want to talk to him, or uh, Bruce Hooper. Bruce knows. Bruce is, he, he was the last one on our show uh, yeah. over here. Yeah, he's uh, he's very knowledgeable about the uh, kind of plants and seeds to put out to attract pollinators. And I don't know of a better place to go to is down there. And you're right, those were old-time farmers, people that had farmed all their lives here in Rutherford County, and uh, they would come in and share all of the knowledge that they had with just anybody that comes in wanting to buy something to start out with uh, some seeds to attract honeybees. Uh, They would give them some uh, good advice on best practices and planting, Mm -hmm. when to planting, and how to prepare your beds for it. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up too, Truman. (laughs) I thought you brought it up. (laughs) About those old-time farmers.
3: See, we're on the same page almost all the time. (laughs) But every once in a while, we will kind of jump off. But what is, say, if you're living in the city, in a grass particular lawn that you can plant for for your yard, what is—now, I, I know what I think is the best draw, but tell me what would be the best draw for bees and uh, 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 even uh, um, hummingbirds and yeah. things like that.
1: Well, there's no question about it. Clover is yeah. the best. Plant. You yeah. get different kinds of clovers. And, folks, let me tell you, clover is the best uh, kind of uh, lawn grass to put out. Mm-hmm. It'll not only attract honeybees, but all kinds of uh, pollinators. Yeah. And, and I keep going back to butterflies. I love to see these butterflies. We don't see as many as we used to, Truman, when we were growing up no. as kids. And the reason, part of the reason, we we have lawns that are that don't have enough uh, nectar-producing plants in it, and we mm. need to get back to that. And they are pretty lawns, yeah. and they stay green all year long, longer than some of the uh, lawns that you see out there now. So, yeah. and and it it bothers me that we're not planting enough of of uh, the kind of seeds that are attracting our pollinators. So, yeah, and and it we,
3: lights up uh, for honeybees. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. There's something about clover because I can yeah. remember back when I was a kid, uh, you you pretty much had to watch your step every once in a while because <laughs> most of us were barefooted back yeah. then, yeah. and you step on one and. Not only would you get stung, but the 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 bee would die yeah. because honeybees, as we all know, they lose their stinger once they activate it. Yeah.
1: Now honeybees are not they're not aggressive. They don't want to sting you. Yeah. They realize that if they sting you, that's the end of them, and that and uh, they don't want to do that. So they'll avoid you as much as possible. But like a bunch of kids running out on the yard. And, uh, barefoot, barefoot like we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, we'd step on a honeybee, and they just automatically sting back. Yeah. So uh, and and but that didn't bother us. We just kept on running.
3: <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the guy that's over the Tennessee Beekeeper
1: Association. David Hale has been. A, he's in uh, uh, West Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all the way in Memphis, but this side of, of yeah. West Tennessee. He's been a keep, beekeeper for a number of years, and uh, he's uh, been very active in the uh, uh, Tennessee Beekeepers Association. Uh, he was on the show with you. No, he's not been here before. Well, what,
3: what, what was what was his name? Uh, that was here before. Yeah, Barry, yeah, Barry. Uh, uh, he was from Middle Tennessee, wasn't? Yes, he, he was. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, was, he was up on the other side of Nashville. Barry was. Okay. Yeah, uh, and uh, but anyway, David Hale is—he's—he's uh, uh, he's just recently been elected mm-hmm. president of okay. uh, Tennessee Beekeepers Association. I say recently in the last six, seven months. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think we could look really forward to seeing him here, and to uh, you know just picking his mind in, uh, about the, f- the future of yeah. beekeeping in the state. I mean, what, you know, what
3: has been the most enjoyable part for you being a beekeeper here?
1: I really enjoy being out there with my bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's hot and you have all of this protective clothing on. But just being able able to watch them, uh, pulling a frame up and uh, watching the behavior of the bees. You -hmm. could be out there for hours and it would just seems like it's only a few minutes. You lose the perspective of time, how much time is passing. So that to me, that's the most enjoyable thing is to being able to get inside of the hive, Mm -hmm. pull up those frames, and inspect every one of those uh, frames of bees. Yeah. And, and you know, they'll stay there, Truman, working, doing their work. They'll ignore you. They'll sit there, everyone. There'll be, there'll be three or 400 of them on one side, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll be doing their job. And you can just stand there with them in the daylight and observe what they're doing they're amazing little creatures they know what they're here for and they know what they're supposed to be doing
3: so they're one of god's creatures of course we all are but they they are they're set for a particular purpose yeah, yeah. in life yeah.
1: well you you know all you have to do is observe them just for a just for a little bit and you know that God knew what he was doing when he created the honeybee yeah. nothing ever nothing is like that and uh, we were talking about the uh, plants the, the clover mm-hmm. Well, clover honey you talk about clover honey being good it is some of the best honey that you've ever eaten and yeah. about the only time that you'll get that is in the spring of the year that's when that's when the nectar is highest on those clover plants, and they're just there are different kinds of clover. There's the Dutch white clover, there's a the red clover, and there's other di- different kinds of clover yeah. that you might want to try depending on where it is. But they are they are just amazing that they know where to go to, they know how to. In other words, this, this little old bee, he picks up the nectar and he takes it back to the hive. You know what he does with it? He hands it off to another bee Mm -hmm. that's there. He doesn't take it and pack it in to the comb, but he gives it to another bee, and that bee takes it and packs it into the comb. They have assigned workers. Now, how do they do that? How do they know? They communicate with each other. They talk. Not like we do.
3: Do they have a head of the union? <laughs> I How does to, that work?
1: I don't think they have a union. But if if you don't do your job inside of that hive, you're gone. You're out. <laughs> I,
3: can, I, I know they can tell each other apart. Yes. But can you? When, no. when, when you just settle there and just watch them, no. you, you,
1: you can't see uh, no. any of those relationships. No, I can't. I, I don't. Uh, I can see different varieties of honeybees mm-hmm. but you'll you'll get in there and you'll see all different colors of honeybees and you're wondering now why are these dark and why are these light yellow mm-hmm. different colored honeybees and you just but they're all working there doing this doing their job what they're supposed to be doing and how do how and we ask ourselves honey beekeepers, how do they know this? How do they come to this? In other words, there are some that are in there that are taking care of the baby bees, yeah. feeding them, making sure that everything is correct in there. Then you have other honey bees that are keeping the hive clean. They're cleaning everything in there and throwing it out, anything that's not supposed to be there. And they're sealing if there's... Uh, something that's not sealed completely. Then Uh they know to do that. Then you have the others that are taking care of the nectar as it comes in and the comb, building the comb, the wax comb. Mm -hmm. They have all these different activities that are going on. Then you have the forgers are out here that are bringing in the nectar and passing it on. It's just amazing to watch these creatures and, and uh, how they're uh, handling the, all the different activities that, that they have. And then the queen knows that she's got to be laying 1,000 to 1,500 eggs a day in order to sustain that hive. And when she gets to where that she can't do that, they replace her. They know that she can't do that anymore. They don't sit there and count how many eggs she's laying. They know she can't do it. And she has a group of bees that are around her all the time, feeding her, taking care of her, cleaning her. They clean her. I mean, that's the whole time. And then when she can't do her job anymore, then they replace her. They raise a new queen and replace her. Isn't that amazing? I,
3: I, I think about that. And, and I, I say, uh, I think the bees are here, put here for a purpose almost more than anything else that's on it, including us. Mm-hmm. Because life is dependent on, upon them to have a um, a future in, in, in the bee industry, you might say. And, and it, it makes the the earth keep turning mm-hmm. in in some respects mm-hmm. and um i i i don't know how you can sit there and watch them and and help them along the line mm-hmm. without bringing in the fact that you are also part of the continuation of life mm-hmm. in, in in this world mm-hmm. in in the uh, uh, I respect all of you that are part of that uh, beekeepers association yeah. and what you do for everyone. Now, one thing I, I want you to answer this question. A, if you get your honey from a specific part, it helps your, uh, supposedly helps your health uh, in, as far as uh, a lot of people have allergies and mm-hmm. things like that but it it works better if you have it done within a certain area of yeah. where you live. Now, why is that?
1: Well, because of uh, the floral that's in that area. It changes. You can uh, floral here in in the city of Murfreesboro is different than out here on the edges of Rutherford County. Yeah. And then the allergies that you have are usually related to the floral that's right here where you live. Yeah. So, it's better If you're getting it for allergies, now, and let me point out, doctors will tell you this, it doesn't cure your allergies, but it will help them. Yeah. If you take a teaspoon, what they're uh, recommending is take a teaspoon a day, and you take it just like you would a vitamin. Mm -hmm. But we're also finding uh, uh, that there are a lot of health benefits for honey as opposed to the to like granulated sugar or other types of sugar. So you yeah. could replace your baking and your honey, your sweet needs with honey. And it does have a lot of health benefits. And I won't go into all of that because it's just uh, what we're finding in research now, it's just beyond what we can ever imagine. But let me also point out to you about honey. If honey... Uh, if, if you harvest honey correctly, it never ruins. Mm-hmm. It is the only produce, produce, produce on the face of the earth mm-hmm. that doesn't ruin. It lasts forever. It will not ruin. And so the health benefits are going to be there. Yeah. So... Let me point out to anybody who, and make sure of this, if you don't know your honey, you don't know where it came from, make sure you know your beekeeper. There are a lot of local beekeepers. It's not Harold L. Shires, is it? (laughs) A lot of local beekeepers, whoever lives close to you. Yeah. Get their honey. Go talk to them. Uh, Tell them that you would like, put your order in. We have people out. Where we live, that put in an order for us. We don't go to the market; we just yeah. sell it. Uh, you know, we. Yeah. And I and to tell you the truth, Truman, I give a lot of weight. People who uh, really need it, uh, can't afford it, or uh, you know, for whatever reason, I'll give them some honey. You're making uh, their lives better. Yes. I don't mind doing that. And and there are a lot of other beekeepers. But just make sure you know it's been harvested correctly. And there are different ways. Not all honey is the same. So make sure you know your beekeeper. Make sure that he's somebody close to you lives within about 10, 15 miles of where you live. Uh, Most of my bees are right here uh, close to Murfreesboro, right on the edge of the uh, of Murfreesboro, right off of Thompson Lane, and so we cover almost all of Mur- Murfreesboro. But I, I, I will hasten to say, we never have enough honey no. for all of the people who would like to have some.
3: And we won't. We and we don't want to take it all away from the bees either. No. Because the bees have to yeah, I've got to, to leave
1: motivate. That's a good point. I've got to leave enough honey for the bees. But even in the summertime, there's mm-hmm. not as much nectar in the late summer as it is. There are basically two times that there's abundance of nectar out there. And that is in the spring, and in the late fall the summertime's wedged in there you've got to have leave enough honey for those bees to sustain life until the fall late fall when the uh, nectar comes back uh, in abundance again so that, that those are things that good bee, beekeepers good practices that are going on out there to make sure uh, that your bees are, are in good shape, and I went out. Uh, what was it? Yesterday or day before yesterday, when the temperatures got up into the 50s, all of my hives were swarming out. Oh, well, oh, they were going. So they, so far, they've made it. I've been real pleased with that. Uh, I I try to keep in between uh, 15 and 25 hives out there, but I don't. I don't pull from every one of them and yeah. the other beekeepers don't do the same either and the reason I don't if I go in there and I, I'm saying well I'm, I, this this hive is not really strong enough to be producing honey yeah. so I leave it all for them because yeah. uh, I want them to make it through next year. If I catch a swarm this year Truman I don't pull any honey from it. I put yeah. them in there and try to grow them so you're looking at a whole year going by before you uh, produce any honey from them. we got to go. Is it time? Yeah, we've already run over. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, again. That's all right.
3: <laughs> You're not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you in the
0: morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.